Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again on the Oasis podcast. And today we are having part three of Dating While 30. So we are here with Vision. What's going on, y'all? And Miss Keish. Hey, what's up? So we've released what two episodes on Dating While 30. We've had some <laughs> comments, right? We've had people um you know, say certain things, share their experiences, and there were also things that we didn't get to cover mm-hmm. in those last two episodes. So we are going to see if we could get the rest <laughs> in. I think we could probably do a whole bunch more episodes on Dating While 30. Um, but we'll try to squeeze what we can into this episode. So let's just jump right in there. Let's just jump right in, just right? Jump. So this is a thing for me um, that I thought about recently, and... When dating someone, when getting to know someone, are you, I guess, what people would say on your best behavior, right? Or do you show them the real? What is the best behavior? And you like what people like to call the representative. Ah, you know what I'm saying? You. I'm not gonna burp at dinner. I'm gonna eat like oh, no. just a no, quarter of this me meal. <laughs> no. I'm going to just show my best attributes. Oh no, no, no. be I... my best me. Mm-mm. Consciously try not to show my 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 the bad quote unquote bad parts of myself. No, I think um, it's best to be your authentic self because you have to one if you're in the space of accepting that. Self, that authenticity of yourself Mm -hmm. then that person should respect and accept that of you um i think equal partnership is more a line of well there's certain bad parts of me and you as my partner you have to challenge that and kind of challenge my thinking in order for that bad part to kind of ease up not necessarily remove, mm-hmm. but just kind of ease up in a way that is fitting for the relationship to grow. So I personally think if I'm at the at the dinner and the food is good, I'm a burp in your face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know you moved in from like dating, so like getting to know someone, but then like jumping into a relationship, right? So mm-hmm. I'm talking about like right out the gate, just coming in. Vision. What do you What do you think? I'm about half and half. More so because I won't exhibit it, but I tell you what it is. Um, and then as I feel comfortable with that person, I will slowly or maybe when I think I'm comfortable start exhibiting the things I told you about. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm a bit 50-50 from my, how, how I handle it, at least. Um, yeah, hmm. I'm with you on that, Keish. I think... I try my hardest to be my authentic self, and that's physically, mm. meaning, like, I'm not going to come dolled up when I see you, right? I'm going to try to be as plain as I can be to, and also agreeing with your vision, putting stuff on the table. Like, these are my cards, fam. Like, you want to run now? You want to run? Like, mm-hmm. And that's okay if you want to run. Um, and again, yeah, I might not exhibit them right away, but I'm going to let you know that they're there, right? So you can never say that you wasn't told. Yeah. And for me, I think that's it. it's a, something that was learned, right? Because I think we, growing up or wherever, whatever, in different experiences, either it's at work or at school or different environments, we try to be 
you know, the, the person that we want people to like, um, that we want people to gravitate towards. Um, and sometimes that might work out wonderful, right? By showing, shining the best, your best light. For me and my experience, I think I, yeah, it didn't, it didn't necessarily work out that way well for me, simply because when you having a bad day, people gonna look at you like you brand fucking new, yeah. right? And I know for me, I did a lot of trying to cover up what was going on internally. So I would wear like a mask. And and so when you was like, you know, today I'm tired of wearing this mask, people don't know how to receive you. Yeah. And that's a disservice to yourself yep. and to people that's around you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I try to come into those things, I guess, um, as real as can be. And you have a decision like... To take me. To take me as I am or not. And mm-hmm. I, I've also grown to be okay with, with that. that. <laughs> yeah. Because people yes. say it and they're not okay with it for with real it, if you yeah. choose not to choose them. But I have grown to that point where I'm like, it's okay. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if you don't like it, you, I'm not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's all right. Like, yeah. Not to say someone, there's not going to be parts about you that people are not going to like, right? Yeah. No one's going to love someone 100%. But at least they'll appreciate a majority of what you're giving them. Mm-hmm. I agree. And you don't have to be something else that you're not. So, with this whole, okay, adding on to this question, because this is another thing, I, social media, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you see a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know there was recent talks. Well, it won't be recent probably by the time this episode was released. <laughs> Um, but essentially, there, there's always these people online who got these relationship advice, right? Mm-hmm. Always, you know, saying, oh, relationship goals, X, Y, Z, blah, Z, blah, Z, blah. And a lot of this stuff, at least I feel that I've seen um, in relationships, when they're geared towards women, tends to be like, be a writer, right? Ride shit out. Be accepting. To right, be accepting, um, be there for him, do all the kind of stuff. Granted, if that's if you date um, males, it's always like write it out, do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, be that foundation, be that thing. So, and then now I've more recently I've been seeing things that's like, nah, suffering does not equate love. Yeah. Like, why do I yeah. have to suffer before I can get what it is yeah. that I deserve or I want? So mm-hmm. asking y'all like. Do you need to suffer to show that it's real? Hell no. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> hell to the damn. What's that song? Hell to the gnaw. To the gnaw. Hell no. Um, why should I diminish my value that I build on for many years to be for a sake of a relationship because that person is Let's say, let's put it out there like cheating. Mm-hmm. Why should I suffer and watch this person in discretions and be not necessarily okay with it, but be accepting to that? Why should I watch this person disrespect me on a daily basis to to accept it just because I want to be in a relationship? Yes, I know dating is hard and, and to kind of get out of the relationship and then you have to start all over again mm-hmm. to know people and mm-hmm. the triggers and blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, I build myself to this point of 
I'm not holding no nonsense. And if you have crossed that boundary on the first try, I am not going to suffer and work this out because you sorry. You wasn't sorry at the moment. <laughs> you were sorry then. So why should I be like, okay, baby, let me accept you. No, no. Go buy your skunk business. Like, leave me the hell alone. <laughs> like, you cheated. Boom. Did you have fun? Did you? Was it safe? Because I know you're not entering this again. But, like, I shouldn't have to suffer for the sake of a relationship. If I'm unhappy in the beginning... Um, if I'm going to be unhappy in the middle, then I'm damn sure going to be unhappy at the end. So I'm not going to just make myself unhappy forever because I'm in this relationship relationship or it had looked good on social media and we had took took pictures and blah, blah, blah. No, hell no, no. Hmm. So, I mean, you you jumped out the gate with that one, right? We're just going right into cheating. But there's different ways that I think... Mm -hmm. I think people view suffering different one, but I think there's different ways that people can suffer in a relationship and Mm -hmm. it doesn't, it may not even necessarily be an indiscretion, but I definitely do feel that it's, I feel society paints a picture like you need to suffer, like to show that, oh yeah, you, you with this person, you riding with this person and suffering can mean, you know, constantly having arguments, suffering can mean, um, just not getting the things that you need from that mm-hmm. person. Not necessarily the wants, but the yeah. needs. Um, suffering can come in different lights. And I used to be from the school of anything can be worked out. Yeah. I used to be from the school of, um, you know what? If I'm committed to you, we can get through anything. Just, you know what I'm saying? And constantly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, not to say that the, that mindset is wrong. I just feel like when I was in that mindset, it was juvenile without really thinking about how I'm preserving yeah. myself yeah. mentally and emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like chicken is one thing on the list, but there's so many other, other things. things that can equate to suffering where you, that, that suffering, the things you're experiencing are literally like giving disrespect. you physical issues. Yeah. Like gastrointestinal issues, mm-hmm. you literally your anxiety is on a thousand all the time. Yeah, um, you're you don't even want to talk so, to people about your relationship because mm-hmm. you just you, you you're like so ashamed of yeah. like it. So, suffering can be present in so many different ways. And then I thought that that was a part of relationships. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like that's what you do, and that's like that's what it is. Um, now no, and, mm-hmm. and it's not to say that relationships are easy. Not to say that they're gonna be a walk in the park because they're not right but there also shouldn't be as an individual each individual should have their boundaries like they should have their like okay i'm not willing to go past this point because of my sanity because of my mental physical emotional financial whatever because again suffering comes in different ways um health and i i'm not going to go past this point and it has nothing to do with caring about a person it has nothing to do with love Mm -hmm. right because you can love somebody doesn't mean you have to be with them right you can love somebody doesn't mean that you guys are compatible right um or -hmm. you can love somebody and you just you guys are just not fit for each other right now yes at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's just my take on it. I don't know, yeah. Vision, what do you have to say? Um, I believe it's all about value. Um, so it depends on the value you put on that person. Um, from my personal experience, I've come to realize that if I value that person 
And I do see the potential struggle can equate to growth. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not always with everyone. Everybody isn't. Everybody can't put on gloves and box and become great sparring partners. So, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't always work yeah. that way. But for sometimes, if you value that person and you see the potential, it can only make you better. Now that's also taking into consideration your threshold, you know. Yeah. Like, how, how many hits can you take until you're ready? Just like, all right, cool. And and that is different, varies from different people. But um, I believe that there is a certain level of suffering um, that can be, maybe, sometimes is required for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm. I can agree with that. There's a level. And, yeah, I think, yeah, it's up to the... the yeah people to decide if it's worth it right yeah how much you value that person care about that person um want that person in your life for sure um so right another thing right (laughs) i know we are hmm we're in this uh matter of fact because we're in this i was going to say in this day and age but one of my colleagues she works with youth and she literally we just had this conversation about how she had a young lady that you know she worked with and the young lady came home um because it's a shelter mm-hmm. so let me throw that in there she came home um there you know where she the lives yeah mm-hmm. distraught right like hella distraught to the point where you know she had to do an assessment right for suicide right mm-hmm. and something just like damn like that must have been tough like is she okay like you know what's going on and she's like you know it's just for her i mean her being the person who had to care for her she was like it's just to her it was just so mind-boggling because she was like so i'm like yo what happened like you know what issue and she was just like oh she broke up with her boyfriend Mm -hmm. like okay and she was like but she was with this dude for two months Mm. and i was like oh (laughs) like and she and so did she go on to tell me like you know like she was with this person only two months and throughout that time, like, baby girl already spent money on, like, sneakers for him, bought, bought him Yeezy. Mm. She, in that time, he already showed her that he could be manipulative and, like, kind of semi-abusive verbally. Mm-hmm. And so, like, so much happened. And she just felt already at this point that she can't live without this Lord person. Her, yeah. And I was just like, wow. And, and, and it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, that's how kids are. That's how teenagers are. Because in a way, <laughs> yes, that's true. Mm. However, I also know adults. Who, who act the same who way act the same way but they go into these things that i call like microwave relationships right it's like microwave love Popcorn microwave love. relationships right mm-hmm. instead of taking the time to thoroughly heat it through i guess you would say they jump into things like super deep super fast super quick mm-hmm. and again everyone has their own time right mm-hmm. everyone has their own time to do certain things however i do see a pattern i feel when mm-hmm. it comes to certain things like that um where shit gets super intense super fast and it leaves a lot of room for error it leaves a lot of room for emotional and mental burn and i want to hear what you what your thoughts on it like have you ever heard it have you ever seen it and what are your thoughts because i know miss key she do some work with this the young folk (laughs) and what have you seen what have you but again we're not only focused on the young folk but just in general yeah i've seen it with the young folks i also seen it with the um our age group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a coworker who is 
not necessarily seeing the person, but like getting to know them. And I see traits and I won't, it's, it's touching the line of like, should I tell her? But I did tell her, but then it's like, should I want her again? So I see traits of the person being overly dependent mm. on that person. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell the coworker, I'm like, you know, this person resembles this another person characteristic. And she was just like, she knows and she's trying to navigate. But then it's like, you're enabling that too. So I seen this like fast, like, oh, I think I'm in love. I'm about to be with this person. Only to find out that person ain't shit. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it in both ends. But it goes back to... We don't know how to be friends. Mm. In the sense of... Let's navigate it to that point. Mm. And I think I'm at that point myself where... Beforehand, it was more of... We went through what we went through. And... We was friends still. I'm talking about my situation now. Mm-hmm. We was friends still, but we went through what we went through. And now we at the point where it's like, okay, I want a little bit more, but I want to expand on our relationship more to be more more of a communicating and so when more you than everything. You went through what you went through, meaning you felt like you guys pressed fast forward a little bit. We pressed and fast jumped forward. in and then we it was jumped like, in. whoa, what the fuck is happening? And then we yeah, exactly. Okay. So we pressed the whoa, but it was kinda hard for us to backtrack mm. into becoming friends. So I've seen it in all angles. Even it happens now. Um but I think what the problem is is that we haven't set the boundaries or we haven't even mm. communicate what's our idea of being in love or what's the idea of being in a relationship mm-hmm. so instead of press, pressing forward and now we have we at this place where it's like okay let's stop mm-hmm. it's kind of hard for us to backtrack to like okay let's be to friends reset. yes to reset mm-hmm. In motion, so that way, instead of going down the route that we did, we could go down another route that is more honest and direct with mm-hmm. his intentions. Okay, so you mm-hmm. pretty much saying you can understand how I can understand. I can understand the popcorn. For sure, not to say that it's not understandable. No, no, I, I, I can saying, get yeah. it. Um, but yeah, yeah. How about you, Vision? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the challenge from my perception, is that intent may not be clear. Mm-hmm. And not only intent, but the communication of this is the, like there's clearly uh, some issues with identifying who they are in relationships. And mm-hmm. I don't mean in- identifying it to themselves, to their partner. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know you're the type to fall in love quick, you should display that. Um, and if the other person is honest in their intent, they won't take advantage of it, of course. But um, I think it's very important to, to know yourself in that regard and to disclose whatever information that you know about yourself in relationships. Um, mm-hmm. You can have a, 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 a microwave relationship. That's great if the other person is also capable of doing that. Yeah. Um, and some people prefer to learn about the other person and their compatibility 
compatibility through relationships rather through friendships. Um, and that's just the nature of the beast. Some people need to, I need to go on dates with you. I need to have sex with you. I need to be able to sit in the house and watch See you cook you and help you. Yeah, they have to, some people have to live that life mm-hmm. in a relationship in order to really determine how compatible they are with that person. Um, so it's all about intent and being true with your intent, disclosing information and hoping that your partner or the person that you're giving this information to is going to uh, value it correctly rather than use it. Again, intention, right? Yeah. Intention just keeps weaving its way through the conversations. Yeah. <laughs> right? Being clear in intention, but also being self-aware, though, too, yeah. right? Um, in order to, to know that, to be able to even mention that to the person that you are um, talking to. So, all right, we just talked about microwave relationships. Now, you're getting to know somebody, spending time with this person, because vision you just mentioned, sometimes you need to spend time with the person to really see how you feel, right? Yeah. In different scenarios and whatever the case is. How much time is too much time to spend with somebody that you just met? Versus even just met, you know, or even if you are in a more serious relationship, like is there, yeah, how much time is too much time? Let's just leave it just broad just like that. I think if you spend every waking moment with each other, whether y'all work together, mm-hmm. um, y'all live together, mm-hmm. y'all go out together, y'all do everything, that's too much time. I think relationships should manifest into the to this great romance. However, you have to have your identity. In mm. those relationships, I I should be able to be comfortable and secure enough to know that I don't necessarily have to talk to you every day. Mm. I really don't. I don't have to talk to you all day. Mm-hmm. You could hit me up Monday, and I won't hear from you until Thursday, and that be okay because you know why? I know you're going through something. I'm going through something, or you have a busy project that you focus on, and I do too. I should be comfortable in knowing that I don't have to necessarily spend every time with you. When we together, yes, we be present in the moment because we are one in nature. But mm-hmm. I should be able, and that's my preference of being in a relationship, is to have an identity. You may not party like I party, mm-hmm. but I should be able to say, yo, go out with your friends. Hang out with your boys. You know how to act. Because you're in a relationship. So I wouldn't have to be like watching you like a hawk. It's more of you have fun and you have your life. So just be an individual. And be an individual as I do myself. So um, too much time. like For you, it feels suffocating. It's suffocating. It feels diminishing. It, it, It makes the romance boring in a sense. It makes the the interactions tense because you're spending this time all this time with this person and then you probably hate how the person's smacking the gum mm-hmm. <laughs> and it gets to the point where it's like i can't even stand being around this person and i have i'm living with this person i work with this person um this person is in my house or you know if y'all don't live together yeah this person is always up in my arm mm-hmm. I, I need space i need to go out and breathe without you on my neck trying to gnaw at me so yeah i think too much that that's every interaction with humans in general we mm-hmm. always get to a point where we just want like 
but that's yeah yeah but like that's that's something that should be stated in the beginning like if i'm gonna start dating this person and they ask me what's my ideal Mm -hmm. relationship i'm gonna be forthright and say my ideal relationship is a person who could identify themselves as themselves not us Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i want that person to be secure in knowing that me as a woman, I got a lot of stuff going on, and I'm you're not gonna hear from me every waking moment from mm-hmm. morning to evening. I might text you, like, hey, you're good, okay, great, or if you want to text me, we could talk, whatever. But I necessarily don't have to hear from you for the next two, three days, and I, I'm perfectly fine. I wouldn't even question oh, your love two, over I, no, I, I, I could do it a good week. Mm-mm. And, and I'll be now, see, I guess totally that's fine. different because if you are dating, dating exclusively in a relationship, like, that But varies. dating exclusive for me, dating exclusively falls in that, too, because we have our individual lives. No, you're absolutely right. Absolutely. For me, yeah, two or three days at a time where we're dating exclusively, I don't mm. hear from you, I'm going to be concerned. Mm. Um, not to say that you're doing anything. Not that's what I'm saying, but like, yo, are you good? Like, yeah. what the hell happened? Um, and it doesn't be having to. You don't have to message each other all day, every day. Like that's too much. Okay. Now, my younger self, I used to. That's my brain was just like friendships too. I need to hear from you every day. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Several times a day. Um, now I understand life doesn't happen that way. Like it's whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely at least once a day, some point in the day, just be like, you good? All right, whatever. Good morning. Good night. Whatever. Um, just to, just to check in, honestly, yeah. it doesn't have to be a full blown whatever. And then living with somebody, of course that changes the dynamic too, because if yeah. you're not seeing that person often, it's, you're probably want to check in with them more as opposed to now when you live with the person, it's like, okay, I'm going to see you later. So it's like, yeah, I don't need to be, we don't need to be in each other's phones 24 seven. Still on a matter of like, if the person leaves before you get up or whatever, you can just like, Hey, send a text mm-hmm. during the day. Like, what's up? Okay. You got, you got to work. All right, cool. Um, just to check in. But Vision, what is your opinion on it? Mm-hmm. Uh, time is subjective. I, I I can't really call it. Um, I think what's more important is that it's established in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, that you tell the person, I'm clingy. Can you deal with clingy? Mm. Oh, you, oh, you can't deal with clingy? Cool. Then we don't, we're not going to work. Um, I think the terms of the relationship and establishing or defining behaviors that's acceptable within the relationship is more important than the timing. You know, I've seen people who could be all up in each other's faces and I've seen people who can't stand to see their wife and or husband until it's time they go to bed at home. So it, it, it's all pending. Uh, what you want from the relationship uh, determines how, how much time you guys spend mm-hmm. or decide to spend together. And I, I think knowing your wants is more important than defining what's appropriate timing. Your vision is still hold, holding true to his whole thing with yeah. time. Like he yeah. doesn't see time as being an element in dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, so how about, do you think that in getting to know someone, is there a better mode to communicate with them to get to know them? Like talk and talk, Lord. Texting versus talking um, on the phone or in person. Hmm. For me, I don't really care. 
I, 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 sometimes I'll, I mostly text, um, but if I'm realizing something, I, I'd call my partner, um, for example, my partner is, um, house searching right now, and there's been some complications, whenever I hear of news in regards to that, I don't even text, I'm like, I'm gonna call, I call, what's going on, um, I, I think it's important to be able to define, like, when to call and it's okay to text yeah. um but for me personally i don't really care um in that regard if you text me you text me you call me you call me it's just as long as i if i tell you i can't talk you respect that i'm gucci right for me i think it's the context meaning like what is being shared mm-hmm. i think it can be a little dangerous to share feelings or a text because they can be misinterpreted. Yeah. I think those are conversations that should happen face-to-face yeah. is ideal. Mm-hmm. But face-to-face cannot happen on the phone. But, um, meaning call, not a text. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, texting is fine. I think in the day and age that we're in, it's super fucking convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. definitely, like what you said, Vision, like checking in, like, yo, if texting's going to take too long, like I literally got like an hour worth of shit I need to tell you, I can't text at all. And that's just gonna take too uh-huh. long. Um, so I'm like, yo, cannot. It's too much of text. Cannot, yeah. cannot call you. Can we call? Right. I think it's good. I personally, I've been on both sides of the fence. Where I'm like, oh god, fuck calling. Text me only. And then I've mm-hmm. been like, nah, I don't care about texting. If you call me, if it's real, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I'm just like, what? Figure out what works. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, sometimes if you are in conflict with your partner or whoever you're dating, sometimes calling them is not going to work because you don't want to hear their voice because you want to kick them in the throat. Yeah. So, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to text you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Or, like, I need to hear them or so send that a I voice can feel note. better. Right, or send a voice note. But, like, you know what? I'm going to... Or, I'm like, I'm going to call you because, you know what? Um, I want us to get better. So, maybe hearing your voice will make me feel better. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really just to figure it out. Um, and But if one person really detests, like, yo, I don't like texting or I don't... It should be respected, but at the same time, it should be, like, a sense of, like, balance for pe- both people. But I think eventually you, you just get a groove, to mm-hmm. be honest. There's usually a groove that tends to happen, whether you're dating exclusively or not. You tend to pick up on if this person likes to do this or that more so. And it, I guess it's up to you or you just you can just become adaptable mm-hmm. to it. I don't think one is preferential. I just do think it depends on what is being shared in that communication. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Um, because of the busyness of my life, I prefer texting. Mm-hmm. But like, if it's something that has to be spoken in in a way that is upsetting to me, as I agree with you, I can't text that. Um, feelings become very misconstrued mm-hmm. in the in texting world. So I rather see you face to face and having that important discussions. Right. Um, but for me, texting is fine. Um, we in the day of technology where everyone has their particular way of communication, mm-hmm. communicating, and like I said, texting could be fine. Or even if you don't have the set time to see me face to face, we have video FaceTime. Mm-hmm. We have video conference. If I think. Just to touch on what Vision said, is just the time. Like, if you're making time for me, then I should do the same for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important in regards to communication-wise. Like, I'm making the time and effort to reach out to you to find out how, how are you doing. 
um, you should give me that same regard. Even if you don't want to give me that same regard, state that to me. So I wouldn't have to feel like I'm badgering you or Mm -hmm. forcing something that I may want to continue and you probably just want to end. Mm -hmm. So... Thank you. That was a good segue into the next thing I wanted to talk about. You're welcome. You're welcome. I know, especially when it comes to com- um, to relationships, it's always this big thing on like communication, 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 right? Mm-hmm. You know, communicate, you communicate, communicate. And I feel like that's important. Don't get twisted. And yeah. I, I, I don't think, I think effective communication is important. It's essential. And I think though, at least recently, I've been thinking about communication and I... <laughs> If you would ask me dating, like, yo, like, well, tell me something that's important to you when you're dating. and be like, oh, communication is important. Right? Now, I'm starting to get into myself, like, communication is important. However, so is comprehension. Right? Because you can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And you're communicating. That's communication. But you're not understanding what I'm saying as I communicate. Right. But then, where's the comprehension? So, you can talk. You can talk to your blue in the face. You can talk about the same topic a thousand times. You can talk about, you, you know, talking what people, it's communication. Mm-hmm. That's flat out communication. But comprehension is something a little bit different, right? Comprehension takes, a, I think, a little more than just flapping our gums. Um, and I think that's a piece that I'm starting to ponder a lot about um, is comprehension and how and why communication is being done. Um, and so I'm asking you both, like, what are your thoughts on communication and comprehension? And I guess... Is there, do you feel one has more value than the other or whatever? Just what are your thoughts on it? Mm. I, I think comprehending is very important because you could have said something to me and I might inter- misinterpret it in a different way. But if you continuously tell, tell me something that I will finally comprehend what you're saying so i think it's more important to comprehend on what your partner's saying um whether it's boundaries whether it's their idea values of a relationship it's it's very just to go back to the original point it's very important to kind of comprehend on what you're saying Yes, I could talk to you, but do you really comprehend what I'm saying to yeah, you? and I think people tend to confuse the fact that, oh, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. Does it mean that comprehension happens automatically? Mm-hmm. I think everyone has their own process with comprehension, like understanding, because um, that's essentially what comprehension is. It's like, oh, I hear you and I understand you, because I can hear you. You could be talking, talking, talking. I heard every word I could repeat. But do you understand what I'm going to But did you understand what I meant, what I meant to say, how I meant to say it? You understand me? Like, I think that piece, I think, is a little more, it's a little more now. And I'm like, before I, like I said, I was like, communication, communication, communication. Now I'm feeling like, I'm putting more emphasis now on, like, comprehension. Yeah. Because I think it's that, that, you can communicate. It's the backbone of the relationship. Yeah, you can communicate, but then if that comprehension piece is not strong, mm-hmm. that communication now just means nothing. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. we're just, we're just both talking at each other. Mm-hmm. And nothing's really hidden how it needs to be hit. Yes. You know? Vision, what are your thoughts? Um, comprehension is definitely important. Um, I think there's, in regards to comprehension, I believe that there's, I think the, the misnomer is that somebody 
that it's easy to assume somebody doesn't comprehend if they're not seeing it from your perspective. And you could definitely understand completely what somebody is, is saying and have a different perspective or value on the situation. Um, so being able to cipher personally. Mm-hmm. Okay, this person said that they heard what I'm saying. They understood. I might not understand their take on it, but maybe it's my turn to now comprehend as well. Um, in regards to, th- that's the thing about communication, is, is that communication takes two people to talk and it takes two people to understand. Um, so if I comprehend your point, or whatever the case may be, just because I'm not agreeing or I'm challenging mm-hmm. or I'm communicating yeah. that I, I, I see it different doesn't mean I don't comprehend. It just means I see it different. Agreed. Agreed. That's mm-hmm. a beautiful point. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, that's a beautiful point. Yep. Um, all right. So, boom. Let's change this up a little bit. Direction. Okay. So, we talked about, of course, communication and comprehension. So, now... You've been chatting with somebody, right? You're trying to get to know them. You know what I'm saying? You think you got the in, but there was nothing officially said, right? So you're just chatting, just chatting, just chatting. And then you realize there's been a shift. And guess what? You've been friend zoned. (laughs) (laughs) So now, right? Have you ever been the person to friend zone someone? Why did you do it? And if you haven't done it, but even if you have, and if you've experienced it, like, how does it, like, how did it feel? I've, I've been involved in both. I've friend zoned and I have been friend zoned. Um, from a guy's perspective, I think most of the time when a guy is friend zoned, his first reaction is to let me double check that I'm being friend zoned. And then women always take that as thirsty. It's like, nah, I'm not niggas with double check. There's a difference between double checking and, and be, actually being thirsty though. Um, but. You know, double check our right, friend zone cool you know um at least from my where i've been at you know if i've been friend zone i i got it um but just don't call me when the, the nigga you messing with is, mm-hmm. you know don't try to be don't try to friend zone <laughs> right. me and come that's the whole point of friend zone now, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. It, it don't work you sit on the bitch just yeah. wait yeah. just wait your turn <laughs> it, it, it don't it don't work like that like if, if I'm, I, I, I'm nobody's bench player. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting five and not even starting five. I'm wearing 23. Three. Yep, Top 23 and 24. Top two and I ain't number two. I ain't number two, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but in regards to me friend zoning, I, I, I'm kind of nasty at friend zoning um, because I, 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 I friend zone after, if that makes sense. So I'll, I'll be involved with that person. I was like, all right, I like this person, cool. And it's like, no, nah, I don't like him friend zone. And we probably done made out, went on a date, maybe mm-hmm. had sex or whatever the case may be. Um, and it's not like I'm intentionally trying to play that person. It's the, the it's the. You wasn't feeling the vibes. I wasn't feeling the vibes, and it's like I, I got a friend zone you. Um, I've never been in a situation where I, like somebody has tried to holler at me, and I've been like, "Yo, friend zone." Mm-hmm. Um, I think because you're a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Other, I think it may be a little bit different for women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other part, of, yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think women present themselves in the same way as men do to be mm-hmm. friend zoned. I think women are a little bit more strategic and mm-hmm. a little bit more cautious in that regard. Mm-hmm. So the friend zone thing kind of is like a male exclusive almost because men be just like, fuck it, we're going to shoot our shot. I'm going to shoot yeah. my shot. I'm going to shoot my shot. Women would try to gauge the situation. Can mm-hmm. I shoot my shot? Let me let me go for this layup first I before shoot I shoot shot, the three. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know women who shoot their shot. I'm one of those men, but I know women who shoot their shot. Until yeah. we get friends. 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm, my friend zones are a little bit more nasty. And my friend zones never end up really being friend zones. They end up being like, I'll never talk to you again, Vision, because you broke my heart. <laughs> That's not cool. It's not, it's, yeah. it's, it's not intentional. And I, I make my intent. Like, I say it very clear. Like, like yo, like, I don't know. Like, we tried it. It didn't work. I'd rather be friends. And, oh, yeah. You know, that's... That, that makes yeah. me touch on different things. Like, how you said that, because I think a lot of people do that way of friend zoning. Um, and this is why sometimes I be mad skeptical. 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 I have so problems. Skeptical. Skeptical. <laughs> that's the right way? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, when you're dating someone, they're like, oh, that's the homie, that's a friend. Because then people, a lot of people put people in their friend box after they done mess with them. Yeah, and I don't. I, I don't. I don't yeah. work like that. I'm gonna friends you, friend zone you before anything happens because I can feel and I'll know. Honestly, I mean, I guess I don't know. Everyone may not be able to do that, but I can feel off of the first, uh, maybe the first few encounters, just things happening that I'm like, yeah, I can see myself with well, this person, or I well, can't see myself think, with this person. Well, what if it's like you friend zone the person? Okay, so a situation that happened to me was, like, this person was in and out of my life. Mm-hmm. And we was cool. Like, we was attracted to each other. We had good conversation. We exchanged music, et and cetera, et cetera. And it, and it died, and then it started back up and died and started back mm-hmm. up. And then one time I had to ask him, I said, because he, he gave me the option, and I think it was his way of, um opening the conversation because we have these type of conversation and he gave me like okay ask the question that you always want to ask me and i said well why are you always friends on me mm-hmm. and his response was that you just such a nice girl that i know for me personally i'm going to damage that and i had to counter all counter that and say i'm not in the sense of begging you to look at me in a different light but it's like you, you how are you gonna know unless you how know. you want yeah exactly how do you know that that's gonna happen or why would you write me off mm. of being a nice girl if that is something that you're looking for well, in a particular that relationship like, that sounds like self awareness that sounds like right. he knows who yeah. he is and he mm-hmm. called and it I respect out. that joint. yeah and I respect that oh. like I said I respect that and then I said if you're gonna do that again if you're gonna come. In and out, like you've been doing for the last past years, mm-hmm. make sure you stay out. Mm-hmm. And I think he took that to consideration because we were supposed to link up. Mm-hmm. And he, like I called him, like, look, you know, I'm home from work. Let me know what's going on. And he never responded. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, okay. And then I was, and I knew like seven times when that happened, he always responded two days or three mm-hmm. days later. But when I had said the first he, he time, he did what you said this time. He did what I said, and I just I let it rock. Like I wished him happy birthday and kept it pushing. Like I'm not gonna beg, but like to ask to answer your question, I friend zone. I recently friend zone um, a coworker because he he stated that he liked me. He liked me and liked me. <laughs> um, stated that he liked me, and I told him off the back. I was like, I think you a cool person, but I'm not attracted to you, mm. and I don't. I know me. I might fuck around around on you, mm. and I don't want to miss the friendship that we have mm. for a sake of a relationship because you're feeling me. I I get that you're feeling me, but I'm not feeling you yeah. in the same way. And I even had like other coworkers be like, "Yo, y'all so good together, y'all vibing." I'm like, "Great, that's good." But if I am not 
physically attracted mm-hmm. to you, like it, to the point where I could look down. Like, let's say if you have sex and I look down and I don't, ugh, you know, <laughs> then I can't help you. So I had to like tell him like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to friends on you. Yeah. You're the homie. You will always be the homie, but you know, he makes jokes here and there and I take it as it is, but he knows my boundary of like, don't ever think that you're going to cross into a mm-hmm. potential Something relationship else. with me because I'm going to let you know, I'm going to cheat on you. Mm. Well, damn, sis. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But um, I guess reasons I friend zone was, Mm -hmm. again, right? It could be I'm not attracted to you, right? It could be sometimes, honestly, in all honesty, the time I'm thinking about when I've actually friend zoned people, it didn't have to do with attraction. I could have been attracted to that person, but there were just things about their personality that I was like, nah. Yeah. We ain't gonna mesh. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't wrong. You know what I'm saying? And again, but that takes time in, again, you can meet the people in different capacities. So that takes yeah. time to talk to the person, engaging with the person to know that. And so, and I think that's also, but that's part of my process. Like, I don't like jump into things right away either. So I mm-hmm. sit there and then we will talk and we will go out so I can engage who you are before I decide, okay, yeah, I like this person. I want to move forward or I don't. But I've friends of guys that I was attracted to. Um, mm. had to do either personality traits that I was like, nah, or they just had too much going on. Like there was just too much and they saw, so it was just too much. And I was just like, nah, I'm good. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I, and I don't, and honestly, I, and some, not some, but like one or two of these people I'm still friends with. Right. Like we, and literally nothing ever happened. We never kissed. We never did nothing. The intent was, yo, I thought you was attractive. Okay. You attracted too. And then eventually it was just like, uh, nah, I don't think that this, we should go there. And it was fine. It was never like, oh, let me try to dip back in. Let me see. At least that's been my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, have I- Tune in to the next episode of the Oasis podcast for part two of Dating Wild 30, Struggle Love. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Oasis podcast. I hope you were able to find something that resonated with you on your journey. Don't forget to subscribe, share this episode, and like us on Instagram at the Oasis podcast. If you have any questions or comments, direct message us on Instagram or email us at ajsoasis at gmail.com. Again, that's A-A-Y-J-A-Y-S-O-A-S-I-S at gmail.com.